Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah, I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. So we get the, the big surprise about Gordon Hayward coming into the game. You know, we knew he was going to be, we knew he was questionable. He'd been upgraded, he'd been upgraded to questionable after being doubtful for game two. And not only does he play tonight, but then we find out courtesy of Rachel Nichols that he is going to be staying in the bubble as long as the Celtics are in the bubble. He's not coming back out for the birth of his child because he got some unexpected time with his family. When you look at his performance tonight, Matt, you've been as critical of Gordon Hayward as anybody, uh, especially when it comes to our show. How do you feel about what he brought to them tonight, especially given the fact that they won? Uh, I would. I don't think what he did would really reflect on his uh, stat sheet, um, but I thought what he did is he brought kind of like a, a calm presence because um, I've always thought Gordon Hayward, as much as I've been critical, always has had a high basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he he did well when they when Miami went to zone. I thought uh, it just seemed it was like a calming presence. Obviously, he opened up the game when he got the ball with a nice bounce pass uh, in the pick and roll to Tice. So I don't know. I just he, he's a good facilitator, and and I think that 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 aspect and his high IQ, you know, impacted the game. I don't think it really reflected the stat sheet, but anybody that thought he was going to come back and drop you know twenty is kind of crazy anyway. So. But I thought is is I just like what he could also do on the defensive end in the sense that they could go in that that small lineup. I like that lineup against the Heat. So mm-hmm. I thought it, it definitely obviously is is an impact, and 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 it's great that he's going to stay in the bubble. It shows that he's committed to the Celtics. So I don't know. You you win you win like you did tonight. You're back in the series. Now there obviously there are uh, some concerns with how the game ended up. As much as they won. The way they didn't, they didn't close efficiently, that's been something we've talked about quite a bit. But real quick, I did want to touch on Hayward, too. Yeah, you don't expect him to come in and score 20 points after he's been you – know, he's coming off the couch after, what, five weeks. But he got 31 minutes in. He had, what, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block shot, six points on two of seven shooting. I mean, whatever, that's fine. But one thing that we saw before the game was Cedric Maxwell tweeting out that he had a conversation with Larry Bird and how Hayward's going to open – or he's going to help the Celtics beat the zone – I think in general they were probably looking at it a little bit differently after what had happened in games one and two. But when you add Hayward like that, you're right that that that's going to make a huge difference. Clearly, we saw that. And I mean, his decision making is like 
Hayward right now, if you have Marcus Smart shooting like he did, you have Jalen Brown doing what he did tonight and took a step forward from last game. I think, and then Kemba Walker too, who was, you know, 50% from the floor overall, 50% from deep to me, Hayward doing his facilitator role and just making smart decisions is huge. But the defense too is something else that in the past where, you know, I've been up and down about it. I know you've been a little bit critical, but with Hayward on the defensive end too, with the way Miami is with their outside shooting, I think that having him back, you know, look, Tice is, is good. He's a good player, but still he's your sixth best guy. And now you cut his minutes down to 20 something minutes. Hayward's playing 30 minutes. The rest of the bench, no guy logged at least 10 minutes throughout the course of it all. So to me, I mean, you're going to have him now till you're done, as long as he stays healthy, you know, knock on wood. That the, that changes things immensely, I think, for the courses. And this, and this win, as much as we didn't like how they closed it, changes the, it can change the tone of the series, just like we saw with the Raptors series when the Raptors bounced back with their first win. Yeah, I I mean, I think what also helps is that they don't play till Tuesday, too, so that could give Gordon more time uh, to get back in the flow. Um, kind of kills momentum. Uh, in the sense, you just come off a win, you you probably want to do that. No, you know, play Monday night. Actually, it's Wednesday night, I believe. When, right? It's Wednesday night. Yeah, I was gonna wait. Wednesday night. So it's even it's even a bigger wait. But no, I mean, I I didn't love the way they closed. I think it, they still have issues in that fourth quarter where they just seem like to go away from everything to do them. But I, what I think, what when I watch this game tonight, it, it almost was like the other games. Like, it's not hard to see the Celtics are the best overall team that's not you know i don't think anybody anybody that disagrees with that is crazy i think what miami's done to capitalize two wins they just they play harder for you know the whole game they they just won't go away they have that no quit they come back from leads and they almost did it again tonight not i mean it was close i mean it was close for them to come all the way back but for the majority of the game tonight the celtics you know dominated the game and that's what they've done for three quarters in game one and game two so um, you know, I just, I obviously, I think they just need to build off this. I think what I, what stood out to me was that I thought Jalen Brown was a very impactful player and, and why mm-hmm. it was, he was just relentless on both ends. He steals, uh, on the defensive end, you know, Duncan driving to the hoop. I think, I mean, the whole team almost had that attitude and that's what it's got to be for mm-hmm. the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, you look it, with him, 26 points to lead the Celtics. He had uh, what, 11 for 17 from the floor, only took two three-pointers, made one of them, seven boards, five assists, three steals, a block shot. He, Yeah, he's in, in the first quarter, he scored eight points, and I think that was the biggest thing for me early on was him just – him coming out where you hear, you know, all these reports, we see, we, we see it. Whoa, that is – I apologize – I have my headphones in and I'm hearing stuff coming from the ESPN mm-hmm. website. My bad. Anyways, um, with, we hear the reports of, of Marcus Smart being at the center of all of the the, 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 the fighting after the game two loss. Then we hear that it's between him and Jalen Brown. I saw Jane King wrote a story about how those two have like, didn't get along when Jalen Brown first was drafted by Boston and how they kind of got past it. We see tonight that both of them have great games. Seeing Jalen Brown come out and make a statement right away, scoring eight points and going right for the throat now, not being and not trying to uh, you know be too uh, I don't know fine with the shots and attacking the rim. To me, that just shows again how much this guy has grown, not just you know over the course of the pandemic, but sit from 2018-19 to this season. Look, Tatum is the is the is the more skilled player. We all know that we've said that countless times. But honestly, I think Jalen Brown is 
a bit more as more of a leader. And he tonight we saw where he was aggressive at points late last game. He saw he's realized I need to do that sooner. He did that and he had a much more effective game. Where Tatum sets him up better because Tatum is a is a better playmaker on the offensive end. I think Jalen Brown we're starting to see more and more where he tries to be more aggressive with his looks and his cuts. He's just as important to Tatum as he is, to, or at least almost as important to Tatum uh, as Tatum is to him. Yeah, and that's why I think they're they could be a dynamic, you know, a real dynamic duo for the future. I just think their games complement each other, they're not the same player. And that's if Jalen Brown could be that type of player the way he was tonight, just relentless, right? Just absolutely mm-hmm. relentless. I don't even care about the stats. They scored twenty six. I mean, he was just relentless from the get go. And if he can be that player on a consistent night, night, night in, night out basis, I mean, that's that's what separates them. And I think that's what makes them a better skilled team than the Heat. Uh, you know, I think I think the Heat's advantage, if there was one in the series, they're a better outside shooting team. They got really good, a lot of good outside shooters, but. Mm-hmm. I think we saw them take advantage of a lot of mismatches tonight on the you know on the other side of the ball like you know Brown, they were getting them and um, Duncan Robinson and, and uh, Tyler Hero and switches like I think it's for those guys to guard uh, Brown and Tatum that's a tough matchup for them. Yeah, I mean they got Crowder taking eight, a 10 3 pointers going two for ten. That's gonna kill him. Uh, Tyler Hero four for twelve. Duncan Robinson went four for eight, and, and he only you know he logged twenty eight minutes and all this. But when you're getting those guys to take the majority of the shots, I mean Hero obviously is a good three point shooter, and Crowder's fine. But to get Crowder being the guy who takes the majority of three pointers, I think the Celtics are gonna take that every time over um, over Hero. And, uh, and and Duncan Robinson, the courses. But it, just to go back to the um, the infighting, because that was the number one thing leading up to this game. Tyler, t- Tyler's texting us in the course of it all, and, you know, about how smart's at the center of it all. We, we're talking about it as it's happening. Uh, you know, in the locker room, we're getting reports from Gary Washburn and others, and it's like, okay, are they done? Is this is this it? Are they going to crumble? And I, I think I was one that said Brad Stevens talked about it coming in here. No one is going to – we're not going to beat ourselves. Someone has to beat us. And now some will say, oh, he wasn't, you know, hearkening back to last season and the Kyrie stuff. But it's hard not to think about that with Kyrie and Horford and Marcus Morris because we've seen stuff with those guys happen this year uh, on, on new teams. So now we see this response tonight. As much as the closing is still a problem, I think that we, it's safe to say – the argument that happened after game two needed to happen and was, was uh, effective. I, don't, I mean, we go back to the last show. I, when Ty, Ty was like, oh, they're falling apart. I said, sometimes fight, fighting works, I think. You know, when, mm-hmm. I think Draymond had a thing. He was on TNT saying it, and it's true. Winning teams, they fight more than losing teams because winning teams just have, have pride. They, they, they don't accept losing. And – you know, we don't know what was actually said and all that stuff, whatever. I mean, I wish I could have seen what was said in there because I probably would have agreed with half of it. But I I just think, you know, the, again, I, I, this isn't a team. There's no Kyrie. I, I think they generally like playing with each other. But sometimes, especially being in a, in a bubble where you're around these dudes constantly, just mm-hmm. not in your normal day of life, you're around each other. So, no, I, th- I think it was good that it happened. I mean, obviously, you know, 2020 hindsight that they won, but even in the moment, I thought, hey, if you, you know, I, if a team loses, goes down 0-2, and they're content, like there's no animosity, like I think there's a problem. So I, I mean, yeah. I think I think we saw how this team responds. Now, I think again that was a big game, but 
I think another one obviously is game four. You gotta tie this series up. Yep, you can't you can't let up right now, you can't be satisfied. And I think the uh, where that uh, the infighting could have led to a step back or or at least a, uh, the a perpetuation of what's been going on and them going down 3-0 in the series. Now they respond. I mean, look, in the, I think I tweeted out, in the first quarter, we'll know how the Celtics felt about their their whole beef, their argument and everything. And they responded, and they responded really well. They came out strong. And obviously Jalen Brown, who was supposedly at the center of the argument. That, I will say, that was one thing I didn't like. Look, as, as a – as a reporter, you find out stuff, you hear about it, and uh, people are giving you information. Shams had multiple sources on what was going on in there, in in um, you know the topics, who was involved, but and, and you got to report that. But as a just looking at it, if I was a player, I would have been pissed if I'm Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, whoever it is. How the hell are multiple sources after you know we're we're a team, it's unity and everything. How are multiple people, whether it's just two or three, four, whatever, telling Shams? What the hell is going on in the locker room? Because to me, could, could, could it be productive. a coach? Could it be a coach? Yeah, of course it could. Of course it could. Yeah. Well, that that's I don't I can't. I would hope it wasn't a player. I would assume it's probably some assistant coach or some shit. Yeah, but that's to me. That's how is that productive in any in any capacity? It's not. Like the fighting is one thing, but letting it leak out like that that doesn't help. You know, you know, people all have their sources and stuff. Who knows? Uh-huh. Could I'm not some... questioning Shams reporting. I'm questioning the guys who are going and telling him stuff. Yeah, I don't know the assistant coaches, so I, don't, uh, I mean, if it's a player, then you got a serious issue. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many people that work inside there that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has different sources, and you'd be surprised where they get their information from. So, but that's just to me like that. With that, as much as again, like as a reporter, you want to get that stuff. You want to be able to provide as much information as possible. That went my ass sideways. I, I was I was just like, how do you let that happen? How the hell is there a rat that's, or, or multiple rats? It's not just one person. There's a few leaks. So to me, it's strange. You know, it won't be a crazy twist if it was like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and like Kemba Walker are the ones who ratted on themselves. I'm like, we're just going to tell somebody and get it all out there right now. That'd be a weird twist. Probably not what happened. <laughs> but, I th- but, you know, you said how they have this now long layoff. Wednesday, they're back in action. They're going to – the, uh, the Lakers and the Nuggets are already a couple games in before the Celtics play game four. But I, look, as much as you lose that bit of momentum, I think that with Gordon Hayward back, what they had from, from this game and the fact that they're the better team is still kind of sustainable going forward. It's just it's just a matter of them closing out games. And that's where – I know, look, for all the shit that I've given Glenn uh, over the course of the year, he said that Gordon Hayward is a guy who might be the, the most effective closer. Tatum has been frustrating in the postseason when it comes to closing, especially in this series. Kemba Walker has really, hasn't really been effective. You know, we see Marcus Smart taking a lot of the free throws at the end of the game. Do you think that Hayward is going to play a part in that now that he's going to be sticking around, uh, you know, again, barring you know, another injury again? Yeah, of course he's going to. I mean, the ball in his hands to facilitate, I mean, it's hard to argue why you wouldn't put it in his hands at this point. Um after watching Kemba do it and Tatum do it. I mean, obviously you would want him to facilitate to them, but no, I definitely, him coming back is huge and him staying is huge. Uh, you know, I, I've i been critical of him, but at the same time, it's not like, I, like I've always said, if you want to win a championship, get to the finals, you're going to need Gordon Hayward, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I in this in the sense of that, like you can't ride this wave of coming off this win to the next one, like, in, you know, on Monday night, and you're going to wait 
an extra two nights. I, I think, you know, that kind of could kill the momentum slash. But I also think it's good that they're getting some rest and Gordon Hayward gets additional rest as well. There you have it. Yeah, there you have it. All right, so game four is on Wednesday. I have not checked the time yet, but I'm sure we'll, we will be live afterward. Uh, if not, we will, either way, we'll be having the audio up the next day. you have anything else before we get going? It's one game four. Game four it is. All right, we will talk to you all then. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.